When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. Here we go. Hour number two. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Assembled members of the hashtag crew are here and ready to go. Great first hour. Looking forward to an hour number two here. Wall-to-wall championship game football. Very quick aside, by the way, just to give you a sense of what's going on in our building here. Just a little color, a little behind the scenes. I ran out during that very brief break there while Christine was doing SportsCenter to grab a water from my little locker area. And I ran past our two beloved makeup artists, Laura and Brianna. Brianna tells me, because she is a Swifty, mm. that this coming s- Sunday or a week from Sunday will be her 13th game attended as a Chiefs fan. And 13 is Taylor's favorite number slash lucky number. So there's no way in the world they don't win. So I just wanted to share that, that insight. And then Laura, uh, you, whom you know so well, Laura has become, in her own words, a degenerate gambler, and she wants me to criticize George Kittle today Mm. because his failing to meet whatever his prop number was yesterday caused her to lose her parlay. Interesting. Now, this is a woman I've known for 15 years. We have never talked about sports. I've never heard her talk about sports practically in my life. And in two weeks, she has... She has become so into it. She is yelling and screaming at me about George Kittle. They won, parenthetically, but she is all upset because he didn't have however many receiving yards he was supposed to. I'll be honest. Only half of those things you said I expected you to say. What was the other one? The Taylor Swift thing I could oh. see. No, I'm very gambling, surprised. I'm telling you, legalized gambling has made everyone is doing it. And it has made football fans, like football, they can't. You know what football is? Pro football is Brandon Ayuk. After the ball bounces off someone's face mask, straight up in the air, just standing there ready to let it drop in their hands. Everything falls their way. Like, legal, gambling becomes legalized. Wh- where does that impact us more than anywhere? Football, the sport that was... B- gambling was invented for pro football. Nothing could be better suited to all of the particulars of gambling. Here's a woman who was... Up until this time, has never been a really a sports fan. You've known, didn't you do the makeup at your wedding? I mean, she's been around forever. Mm-hmm. And she's our makeup artist going back to our Bristol days. And she is in there and she's like, Greedy, can you believe George Kittle didn't have however many <laughs> yards? And I'm like, how many yards did he have? I don't even know. Speaking of big breaks for the NFL, Taylor Swift didn't choose a point guard, didn't choose a shortstop, didn't choose a left wing, chose a football player. She chose Travis Kelsey who was unreal. She's going to write a song now called Fountain of Youth <laughs> because that's what he has found. By the way, let's just stop me if you think this is getting too ridiculous, but remember at the end of that Boise State-Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl when the running back like proposes to the cheerleader at the very end? I know where you're going. Are you telling me that if they win the Super Bowl as the confetti is falling, Travis Kelsey is going to drop to one knee and propose marriage to Taylor Swift? Top five moment in TV history. Stop. What do you mean top five? <laughs> What four could possibly... The moon like landing? The, the moon landing, the president being shot, and then, and, then, and, then, and then Taylor Swift being proposed to live by Travis Kelsey. I'll tell you what, more people will watch this. 
No doubt. 120 million people, and even that, as usual, is selling it short. Why am I stopping, Cam? I just don't like Hembo putting that into the universe. They've known each other for like a few months. Relax, man. That's much more than enough time. By the way, no, I think Cam not. is just upset because Bubba got a haircut and it looks great. And Thank Cam you. got a haircut and looks terrible. Mine looks fine. You're the only one that says it looks bad. <laughs> Everyone in my life is like, oh, I like it. It's a new look. But yeah, They're it's, just uh, saying that you. to be nice to you. I, I, my <laughs> kind You're of, just saying it to be mean. No, my fr- no I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. I'm going to be honest with you where other people are saying things just to spare your feelings. <laughs> Bubba looks good with that haircut because he needed one so badly. Thank he you. no longer looks like he's been living in the woods for seven years. And you, Cam, out. look like you were just released from an institution of some kind. <laughs> yeah, I was told that when are you going back? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like right after I got this. I got, a, I got a lot of... Like, are you going through mental breakdown? Yeah. Are you go- in a mental institution? Are you in prison and you're just out on parole? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, no, it was just All a of buzz that. cut. So, so um, you know, th- those are the people who are telling you the truth. Um, My mother. And then, and then well, well, you know what? I don't want to take this much time away from football. We'll get back to Brandon a little later. But today's Brandon's 50th birthday, and he'll never live to see 51 based upon his diet. So we'll talk about that as we go. <laughs> You would not believe what oh, he was eating this goodness. morning. He's back again with another you diet You don't even issue? want to know what he was eating this <laughs> morning. Some birthday one Don't sidetrack me. We got good football to go. Let me, let me do the football. Let's do I it. will get to Brandon's birthday. <laughs> I will get to the five hard-boiled eggs that I watched him eat this morning with a side of mayo. We're keeping oh, chickens no. Dipping in the it in the mayonnaise. But anyway, his breakfast should have come with an angioplasty on the side. Like he does not have the man does not have an artery. Save open. it, save it. But I will get back to this. Which part of the football haven't I done yet? So I, I decimated the Lions and de- I'll give you the thread of commonality between the two games, the two teams that lost yesterday. Both those teams are never going to get over that game because both of them definitively should have won. The Ravens should have won because they're a better team, and they allowed the Chiefs to completely dictate the game. They weren't dominated, but they were dictated to. The Chiefs said, this is how we're going to play. And the Ravens said, all right, then we'll try and figure out how to win like that. Like, they made Lamar Jackson look like Brock Purdy on a day where Brock Purdy looked like Lamar Jackson. He's running around like crazy. Lamar Jackson looks like someone said to him, whatever you do, don't run. Yes, I know you're the best at it that there's ever lived, that no one, that Josh Allen watches you run and says, boy, I wish I could run like that. But whatever you do, don't do it. Hitch once, hitch twice, hitch three times, hitch four times. And if there's nothing open, get tackled. Because the last thing we want you to do is take off and run, even though you do that so well. I have no idea why that was the plan. But Tony Romo is watching the game, and he said it, I thought, so concisely. Like It's become very fashionable to dump on Romo. I, I enjoy watching him do games, especially big games like this where he's mostly focused on the game and is giving you the insight. And he, he gave you something to look for. He said, Lamar Jackson needs to hitch once, hitch twice, go. Take off and run. After the second hitch, if it's not there, go. We saw Brock Purdy do that yesterday, convert the biggest third down of the game. He ran for like 20 yards. You let Lamar Jackson do that, he would have run for 100. He'd still be running. But he just wouldn't do it. He just wouldn't do it. It isn't because he couldn't. So it obviously wasn't doing it because someone told him not to. So I don't understand their game plan. I don't understand it. The Buffalo Bills ran the football for 182 yards against Kansas City last week. Baltimore had six carries 
by their running backs yesterday. Six in the whole game. It's unimaginable to me. I have no understanding of why. Someday when the dissection of that game is done, it's going to make no sense. They also committed such stupid penalties. My God. How about the one where they're purposely taking the offsides? And was it Patrick Queen? Who was it that ran Roquan up there? Uh, it was Roquan who ran up there and just smashes the guard. A blatant and obvious 15-yard penalty. They looked like they wanted to win a fight. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and those guys, the way the game started, before it even starts, they're out there, they're moving Justin Tucker's kicker's equipment, they're picking a fight. I wouldn't be surprised if that was psychological gamesmanship. If they didn't do that on purpose, mm-hmm. let's get these guys mad because they are susceptible to wanting to beat you up. Let's make them want to fight instead of play a football game. I, I would not be at all surprised if that was done on purpose. But whether it was or it wasn't, that's what happened. The Ravens behaved like they were there for a fight, and and the Chiefs behaved like they were there to win a football game. Yeah, one team acted like they'd been there before, and the other team uh, acted uh, to the opposite. And I, I have a hard time seeing this Ravens team as constituted in this manner, having a better chance than this one. I mean, they, they had every reason to win this game. I thought Lamar's play was inadequate, and I thought their game script was inexcusable. But, you know, like you've been covering this much longer than I have. Like It's going to stick to Lamar much more. And so what I did, Greeny, is I looked up every two-time MVP, every two-time MVP that played the quarterback position since the merger, and I just looked up how many points a game their teams averaged in the playoffs. All right, so let me try. And, it's actually kind of a fun. How many of them are there? there uh, Lamar will become the ninth when he wins his second this year. So there were eight others. There are eight that, others. That's too many for me to sit here and try and guess them all, right? They're but, all, I mean, they're all names you know. Well, obviously, it's Brady, it's Manning, it's Favre. Um, Mahomes and Warner and Steve Young. Rogers. and Yes, and Peyton. Yes, okay, so it's, go ahead. it's all it's the, the people. It's, it's the names you would think. Go ahead. Um, Mahomes' teams average 30 a game in the playoffs. Uh, Warner's 30. Rogers 27. Brady, 27. Young, 27. Montana, 25. Favre, 25. Manning, 22. And Lamar Jackson's team... 16. Lamar Jackson's teams have played six games in the playoffs. They've lost four of them and averaged 16 points, which, which by a considerable margin is less than any quarterback in the same class that he occupies. Every single October, you sit there, I sit here, and you ask me why this keeps happening to Clayton Kershaw. The answer in that case is because that's who he is. The answer in this case is because that's who Lamar Jackson is. They completely detonated what they used to do on offense so that they could avoid this exact same thing happening. They, brought, they, they, they get rid of Greg Roman. They bring in Munkin from, from college who had won two national championships at Georgia to diversify their pass game. They're, they get down by 10 points in the second half, and they all freak out and panic, and I was watching Lamar Jackson lose to the Chargers, lose to the Titans, lose to the Bills. Where was this diversified pass game? Where was this mature quarterback who won a second MVP with a, you know, a second offensive coordinator? I watched the same game I had watched four times. It makes no sense in the world. This is who Lamar Jackson is, and he is never going to have a better chance to get to the Super Bowl than he did yesterday. Your assessment of the game, I completely agree with. Here's what I will say. You just described Peyton's number as being lower, not nearly as much lower as Lamar Jackson's mm-hmm. number, but lower than those are the other players in his class. And again, I remember walking out of, this wouldn't have been the new MetLife, so this would have been, I guess, the old giant stadium, whatever it was, after the Jets beat Peyton Manning and the Colts in a playoff game 41 to nothing. At that point, 
Manning was 0-3 in his playoff career and awful. I mean, stunningly awful. A hundred times worse than Lamar Jackson was. Again, he had just lost that game 41 to nothing. And the two previous playoff games, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but they were this kind of bad. Do you have them up in front of you, his playoff log? Yeah, I do. They scored 16 points in a loss to Tennessee and 17 in a, in a loss to Miami. And none. And so that's 33 points in three games. That's right. So at that point, his teams were scoring 11 points. And you know what? <laughs> it didn't stay that way. Things change. And he was probably then about the same age that Lamar Jackson is now. Lamar Jackson is too good to be this bad. He, he's a very, very polarizing player. People, for any number of reasons, throw a dart at whatever reason you want and you'll be right at reasons that people want to tear him down. The truth is, he's much better than that. He's much better than what people who are tearing him down want to make him. He's a terrific player. Of that, there is no doubt. He's picked bad times to have bad games. Sometimes players are like that. History is filled. You just pointed out maybe the best example of them ever in Clayton Kershaw. Mm. History is filled with players who have not been at their best in the biggest games. For whatever reason, they get too juiced up. Well, I don't even know what the reason is. In, in fact, there probably isn't a reason. There are a million different reasons. I would not bet that we have, that we have seen the last of him. He's no, going to be around not. forever. So what I do think is the iteration around him might change. Again? Like his defense is so good. Well, I mean, they, they added this kid Zay Flowers. Look, if he, doesn't, if he fumbles the ball one foot later, this is an entirely different day. I mean, crazy things happen. But I'm not excusing Lamar Jackson in any way from this. He did not play well, and his team didn't play well, and you're right. It's going to stick to him more than it sticks to everybody else combined. The difference in these last two weeks – Mahomes is going to the Super Bowl by beating Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson both on the road. That's like Jordan beating Ewing in the conference final without home court advantage and then going on to the NBA finals and beating Barkley without home court advantage, which is exactly what he did in 1993. That's who Mahomes is. So that's what I'm saying. Like Lamar Jackson, is now he's in that category. He's Barkley. And, and, and Josh Allen is Ewing. The difference is Allen, I thought, played great last week. And I think that loss was blamable on a lot of other things. Yesterday, I agree with you, is going to stick to Lamar Jackson. Okay, let's do trivia. There is only two quarterbacks. There are only two quarterbacks in the history of the Super Bowl that have completed 100 passes in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has completed 277. The quarterback with the second most has 103. Who is that quarterback? Oh, that's a good Second most completions by a quarterback in Super Bowl history. The answer is next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Hembo Trivia, the answer in 30 seconds after this from ESPN Bet, which is now live. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusive and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. So sign up today. Get new users. You'll get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-board parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in a legal gambling state. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Wow. Okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Himbo, go. I am looking at a leaderboard. Of most completions in the history of the Super Bowl, not for a single game, but for a career. Tom Brady, remarkably, has 277 of those. The quarterback with the second most has 103. My question for you is, who is that quarterback? Okay, so it's an interesting question because the magic number generally is four. There are a lot of quarterbacks, a lot being a relative term, who have started four Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw started four Super Bowls. Joe Montana started four Super Bowls. There's only one of them who started five, and we had that trivia question on Get Up Today, and that's Roger Staubach. So he gets an extra game, which would give him a little edge. I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. I'm not going to guess Staubach solely because he was the answer of today's Get Up trivia question, and I can't imagine you would make that the question. So I'm thinking about a team that was trailing a lot, that would have thrown a lot of passes and was there, and thus, despite the fact that they didn't win their games, I'm going to guess Jim Kelly Mm. is the answer. Despite his 0-4 record, I'm going to go Kelly for next most completions. Bubba? Uh, I'm going to go, my initial thought was someone who I believe was there five times, John Elway. Um, Oh. I'm going... I'm going yes, he was. Elway. Yeah, Elway I mean, is right. Uh, Elway, Elway was five games, yeah. I mean, I know uh, Davis had some big games, so that was the only thing that was giving me pause um, for the running, but I'm sticking with Elway. They took a shellacking in those 
early Super Bowls he was in, which means he would have been throwing the ball a lot yeah, in the I, I don't, Yeah, thinking they lost in the beginning no, those three times, guess. I'm thinking he might have thrown If I a could lot. change mine now, I would. I can't. I've locked mine in. I'll stay with Kelly, but I absolutely now think it's Elway. Go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I, you said Staubach played five. I think he only played four. No, five. He played five? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going kind of off the board. It's not off the board, but for this answer, it kind of is. I think in a lot of these really like weird games that Peyton Manning had, he had a lot of completions, even though his numbers weren't good. So I'm going to go with Peyton Manning. So Peyton Manning is Jack's guess. Brandon also went with John Elway. Wait, this is in the Super Bowl, right? In the Super Bowl. So Peyton Manning played in three four. Super Bowls? In four. four. Oh, that's right. They, lost, they got shellacked. Yeah, by two and two. And Staubach officially played in four Super Bowls. So how do I have that wrong? Did, wasn't that the answer today? Uh, the get-up question was, who was the first quarterback at the time of their fourth Super Bowl start? And that was Roger Staubach in 1978. Oh, oh, oh. It wasn't that he had a fifth. He did okay, not have a fifth. So I misunderstood the question. So I'm glad that I, Okay, well, I still don't think he's the right answer. All right. So we <laughs> have two Elway, two... Two Peyton. Two Peyton. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly? And a Jim Kelly. Okay. And the answer is? The correct answer is Peyton Manning. Yeah, baby! (laughs) Woo! Jiminy Cricket. And Jack's on the board. Jack's on the board. Jack finally got one right. Damn. How about Jack? Had a kid. All right. What are the scores now, Cam? Jack. Uh, Bubba's 8 and 8. I am 7 and 10. Greeny's 6 and 11. Did Brandon guess on that one? Uh, John Elway. John Elway, so that's wrong. Good two, guess, Brandon. Two and ten for Brandon, and Jack is on the board at one and seven. Ooh. Dominique is 0 and 1. By the way, happy birthday to Brandon Phillips, our stage manager who's been with us for now almost the six years that we've been doing Get Up, and every day since we got here. He's 50 years old today. And as I told you last week, Brandon, uh, at least in my experience, life gets better, not worse. My 50s have been my favorite decade so far. I, I mean that sincerely. And so. I really hope that the same happens for you. I would like to advise you to be a little more careful in what you eat. If there is one thing about getting older, it is that, you know, when we're younger, we can eat whatever we want and everything is fine. Brandon, you eat like a, I mean, you eat like, a, like, a, like an insane person. I don't even know what else to say. You eat like a lunatic. So Brandon this morning, and I took a picture of it. Brandon this morning, I walked by him. This is the same man that we made fun of last week for eating a vat of wonton soup. <laughs> and a roll of Lifesavers because he said, quote, Greenie, I'm on a diet. So then I see him to this morning. To lose 75 pounds, right? And this, this morning. Yes, that's right. What were you eating? I have a hoarse voice, but I was eating um, hard-boiled eggs. How many hard-boiled eggs did you eat? Five. <laughs> and what was that you had sitting on the plate next to the hard-boiled eggs that you were dipping them in? I had uh, the equivalent of what would be a no, ramekin. No, 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 no. I don't qualify. How much? A ramekin. Of? Of mayonnaise. So what you had for breakfast this morning were five <laughs> hard-boiled eggs, each of which you dipped in mayonnaise. It was On a each makeshift, bite, it was I was a makeshift watching, egg salad. Yeah, not, not helping. <laughs> I, was, I was very few people on, on, lose it once you wait and then say, you know, I did it all. Egg salad. Egg salad was the key to my weight loss and my health. So uh, <laughs> people who eat a lot of egg salad tend not to be skinny and have very high cholesterol. How is your cholesterol? Could be better. Yeah, I, I would think. I would think it could. 
So earlier he said to me, well, Greeny, that's why when I get Eggs Benedict, I don't have them put the hollandaise sauce on. I have them put it on the side so I can manage the amount of it that I use. And I said, people who are on a diet and have high cholesterol just don't eat Eggs Benedict. And things are very simple. <laughs> the eggs are poached. They're not fried. No, no, no. Age. If you just oh. ate the eggs, they wouldn't be Benedict. The eggs aren't the problem. Actually, if you have high cholesterol, the eggs aren't doing you any favors either. That said, do you know what Benedict is? Yeah. Benedict is just multiple sticks of butter <laughs> melted with a little lemon in it. That's you mean, basically No, no, you mean holidays. What did I say? You said Benedict. Well, that's what Benedict is. That's <laughs> well, the Benedict. Right, the, but you're talking about the Holland- eggs. And then the Benedict, the what separates the eggs from the Benedict are, is the butter. It's just butter. If they called it eggs butter, you wouldn't <laughs> order it. I'd like, uh, excuse me, yes, we'll have the eggs stick of butter, please. No, like an entire no, 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 stick no. of butter. Oh, I guarantee you, a minimum of one stick of butter is in your yes, Holland eggs. Yes, but, all right, listen. I can't defend myself because I'm a big sound, guy. Why do you no. sound like that? <laughs> Can we get to the bottom? What what why was he yelling why? this weekend? My daughter gave me a cold. Vivian, I love you, baby. Why are you here then? <laughs> I'm, I'm over the cold now. No, it's just you're not. Here. You're not anywhere near over. You're still very much under the cold. There's under no circumstance are you over the cold. You're as under this cold as you can possibly. Slide back. Brandon has said before that More he hates it when people uh, call out on their birthdays. Good. So he's making sure he works on his birthday so he doesn't Bubba, receive that accusation. I heard that when Brandon ordered breakfast this morning, they also asked him for his insurance card. Yeah. I mean, that, you, have to, you have to bring in your signature card. <laughs> no, listen. No. Here it is. Brandon's diet uh, is Hembo's favorite right thing now. ever. Oh it's always harder to, to, to defend yourself when you're a big guy. Alrighty, that's what it is. What is that? I'm have a to big do? guy. I, 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 I would is. say it's easier to defend uh, yourself. No, I you're can't. A big guy. What I'm going to talk about, like you know, uh, I can't disagree with you about this whole egg thing because I'm a big guy. <laughs> no, you can't disagree with me about no. this whole egg thing. I gave you because this, it's a ridiculous I gave you this thing analogy to eat. before. Let's just say, like, we're all in a car driving, right? Yeah. And then somebody smells something funny. You're all going to look at the big guy. As if I did something. I didn't pass gas. Brandon, this is not... You're going to ask me to crack the not, window. This is not therapy. But you ain't hey, should be cracking the window. This no, is, you ate five eggs! Yeah. Well, yeah. You ate the five I'm eggs. I'm not driving with you, you on, the, on the egg day. Or the burrito day. <laughs> or the wonton soup day. Or the wonton soup day. Brandon. Yes, maybe it's your diet. And, and not so much your size. Or maybe those two things are not... In, there, maybe those eggs two things are not are, fattening, Greeny. I didn't say the eggs were fattening. The you mayonnaise said I'm fat. and the better no, I'm sensitive. Brandon. On my birthday, I'm sensitive. No, and yet we are happy for your birthday. We wish you a very happy 50th birthday. Life only does. I will tell you that. Life does get better from here. At Thank least you. in my case, it did. But can I have you, my health. Can we get a close-up <laughs> on my face? Here we go. And Brandon, uh, I need you to, uh, to get some uh, cold medicine, stat as well, because can't, we can't hear you. I project my voice well anyway. Okay, no, you do. Brandon, we love you. You know that. A very happy birthday. We do love thank you. you. We would thank never, you. We would love never you guys do right this back. if we didn't care. Yeah. It's my birthday. I'm a little sensitive, though. Okay, so. mm. no, I understand that. Those mm. are two separate thoughts, but well done. Well, while you're here, because Brandon is a great football fan. Yes. Do you believe that Dan Campbell cost his team a chance to go to the Super Bowl yesterday? Greeny, I was sitting back there behind camera looking at you and encouraging you in my mind. I was just like, keep going, Green. As Orlovsky is yelling at me. I 100% agree with you. Yes. 100%. I was watching that, and I was like, these guys just gave away the game. I, I felt like Dan Campbell, who I respect, did a poor job coaching. Hey. I, really, I think he made bad game day decisions and put his team in a position where they 
just didn't have a good opportunity to win. Right. Happy birthday, uh, Brandon. <laughs> we love you. No, all kidding aside, all right. you, you, you sent us back into this topic. So let, let me go here because I've been thinking a lot about this. This Well, it was very much in character, right? It's in keeping with who he is. That's fine. You have to be who you are. But that doesn't mean you are exactly the same every day in every circumstance. If I walked up to you and was sullen and quiet and talked like this and all that stuff, well, that's not me, right? So that would be off-brand. But, like, I don't know. Stacey and I went to a Broadway show last week. When the Broadway show was on, I'm quiet, and I turn off my phone because it isn't my time to be the one on the stage. This is a terrible analogy, but it's the first thing that jumped into my mind. Dan Campbell, in that moment, did not have to do. They tried to win the game in the third quarter. You know what it reminded me of? Okay, better analogy. There's nothing that drives me crazier than when a baseball team is ahead in a best-of-seven series and they bring their starter back on short rest to try and end it. You need to win four games in a best-of-seven series. Don't manage it like you need to win five. And in this particular case, you got to win a four-quarter game. You don't have to win it in three. There's no rule that says we have to end the game now. Keep playing the game. Maintain total control of the game, which they 100% had. And I don't understand why they just willingly handed it away. So let's be even more specific. At the end of the first half, they kicked the field goal to go up 17 instead of go for it for the touchdown at the end of the half. Did you agree or did you disagree with that decision? I agreed, okay. largely because I thought that the deflation, there's, there's an emotional or psychological or both component to this stuff. I think if they came away from that with no points, the 49ers run off the field feeling like that was a huge win. What a huge win. We escaped that. They go into the locker room with the momentum, whereas the Lions, sure, of course, you would rather have the touchdown, but you have the enormous risk of coming away with nothing. They get a big fourth down stop. That feels like a, a, a swing, so I'm taking the three. So it's the third quarter one when it's fourth and two on the San Francisco 28 that Josh Reynolds drops that you have an issue with. If you kick a field goal, how much time did you say it was left? Uh, seven minutes and three seconds in the third quarter. So with seven minutes, so what you basically would be saying then, unless you don't count on your kicker to make a 45, is that a 45-yard field goal, 44, 45-yard field goal? Mm-hmm. Again, if you don't have a kicker that you can count on to make that, Hambo, then you need a different kicker. You're pointing at me like, well, there you go. Well, th- that's not okay. You can't have a kicker you can't trust to make a 44-yarder with no weather. Like, that's not, an extra point is 35 yards. Like, that ball should hit the back of the net 100 out of 100 times. So what I'm saying is, if you, if you kick a field goal there, then you went into halftime with a 17-point lead. You've now burned eight of the 30 remaining minutes, and you still have a 17-point lead. They haven't gotten any closer to you. Mm-hmm. That's a huge win. The clock is your friend in that situation. But what you can't say for sure, like you could at the end of the first half because that was a chip shot, is that you're making the kick. The fr- it's one thing if the front office does not supply you with a good kicker. If, but if you're the coach in that situation, and I've gotten it 80% of the time that I've gone for it on fourth and three or shorter throughout the year, and my quarterback puts the ball in the hands of a guy who drops it, it's not really on the coach at that point. That's what I'm trying to say. The, the number of expected points, you might say, if you kick it, is something like two. If Josh Reynolds catches that pass, you go and score a touchdown, you have officially iced the game. You have put the game away entirely. I understand that. And everything in life is assessing the risk and the reward. 
What are the chances that you convert that first down? Something like 50 to 55% on balance. 50 to 55% they're mm-hmm. going to convert that. What are the chances you're making the field goal? In his case, probably something like 80 or 85%. Hembo. I mean, come on. So you're, I'm giving you a, a 40% chance of being right back in the game with all the momentum in the world as opposed to taking an 80% chance to have a three-possession lead and kicking off. Here's what our model said. It was basically a coin flip. If you go for it, you have a 90.5% chance to win. You kick it, you've got a 90.3% chance to win. Either way, you've got a 90% chance to win. They well, blew the freaking game. Th- that's the other side of it. Is, <laughs> and this is what I was trying to tell RC and Dan today. Your, your win probability, people act like we just make these numbers up. If that game is played a thousand times, the team that's winning by 17 points at halftime, the team that's in the position the Lions were in midway through the third quarter, wins nine out of every ten. We're not making that up. That, that's what the data says. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happens, if you only have a 10% chance to win, let me put it this way. The 49ers have a 0% chance to win if the Lions don't contribute to it. Now, there's some, I don't like prevent defense. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about getting tight. I'm not talking about playing against type. But I am saying there are some risks that are not worth taking when you have a 17-point lead or a 14-point lead that might be worth taking in a tie game. Mm-hmm. Those things are different. They just are different. The circumstances are different. And they created a bad set of circumstances for themselves, and I will give you this, by the way in which they managed the second half offensively. Again, in the first half, where they built a massive lead that's very difficult to blow. They threw it 20 times and ran it 21. The biggest issue on that 49ers defense is their ability to stop the run. In the second half, the Lions threw it 21 times and they ran it eight times. And in that particular case, when the clock is your best friend and you run it super well, that, in my opinion, is the much more inexcusable coaching piece. Fine. I mean, I, I'm, I'm 100% fine with whatever parts of it you want to fault. And some of the other mistakes they made are just the normal garden variety of mistakes. Josh Reynolds dropped two balls right in his hands. That happens. It sucks when it happens in a big spot. Jared Goff missed two wide open touchdowns, I thought. That it happens. People are going to miss passes. A ball bounced off the face mask of your of your defensive back directly into the hands of Brandon Ayuk for a 50-yard completion. It's a fluke. I'm not blaming that one on the Lions. It happens. So there were a lot of garden variety unlucky things or just mistakes they made. Jameer Gibbs fumbles. I think someone told me today he fumbled once the whole year. I should have looked that up. I think he lost one fumble the entire season. He loses it on the first play after they have got cut, the, cut it to a touchdown, which just continues to propel the momentum. And I think that the psychological impact of all of this, the emotional part of this game, was enormous. Enormous. It got rolling. It got like a snowball rolling downhill against them, and there was nothing they could do. Do you think that we've given Brock Purdy enough credit today, by the way? Yes. He, he played great. Who's not giving him credit? I feel like... You're not, we are not diminishing Brock Purdy playing well by saying the Lions had to blow it in order for him to be in position to do it. Brock Purdy would not have won that game if he was losing by 17 points in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. because no one does. It's impossible to do. He basically played a perfect second half, though. He, he really was terrific. did. Yeah. He was terrific. I mean, no one is saying no. Like, you know what? We go into these things. I hate that sports has become this, but we go in with these agendas. It's like if I, if I suggest that the Lions 
contributed mightily to their own downfall. I've got people telling me, oh, you're hating on Brock Purdy. What are you talking about? I'm not hating on Brock Purdy. He played great. History is filled with quarterbacks who played great after the other team blew it. That's what happened. And those two things can both be true. Brock Purdy was given the opportunity to win the game, and he won it. Give him all the credit in the world. He played, of the four quarterbacks yesterday, I guess we'd have to say Mahomes played the best, right? He played the next best. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes did nothing in the second half. and I mean, Purdy... Purdy, Purdy did everything in the what second Purdy half. did in the second half was pretty special. Incredible. Scored I mean, on five Mahomes straight is doing it against the best defense in football. On true. The line, and Purdy's doing it against a bad defense. But again, you're putting me in a position where now I am diminishing what he did, and I'm not trying to do that. He was terrific. This is Greeny. We're live from the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We're back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, a lot of Taylor Swift going to be headed our way the next two weeks. Can you believe it? I mean, some things just feel like they were preordained. Travis and Taylor go to the Super Bowl. Do you think that she's going to be able to make it from Tokyo to Vegas in time to see the big game? I think she has to connect in L.A. I just don't know if it's possible time-wise. i got to do the math on that. No, it, it, are you joking around? Because it's been done by everybody. So her concert ends the night before, which is like afternoon time, Vegas time on Saturday. And there's and it's a 12-hour hour right? flight. There's a... there's, well, from here, there's a 12-hour difference. When I was there, there was, it was 12 hours. No, it was more than 12 hours. 12 hours was Australia. She can make it. The long and short of it is she'll make okay, it fair easily. Enough. And I would be absolutely flabbergasted if she's not there. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance. 
can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized accounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Bubba, go. Yeah, I think one thing that I'm surprised no one's really talking about. Did you guys catch this during the game yesterday on Fox? They went back and showed a clip from the 1983 divisional playoffs, Lions at 49ers. Did you happen to notice that at the game there was a real, live, actual lion Mm -hmm. at the game in 1983? And it was literally just attached and being held onto by one single chain. I'm not sure why we're not making more of a big deal about that. On the football field, there was just a live lion held onto by a chain. Joe Montana, Montana's out there throwing the ball deep, and there's a lion with a chain. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, they showed it, so everyone saw it. I remember it. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I remember that happening. I wasn't that young when that happened. That would have been the early 80s sometime, um, and I do remember it. That was the game they lost on a missed field goal at the end. The Lions were good then. And they lost that game on a missed field goal late in Montana. That, that, that was before the 49ers had become a dynasty. They had won one championship. But that was, if, if, if my memory serves, that would have been on their way to their second. So I think that would have been the year they wound up beating Marino. No, Marino would have been later. I'm not sure what year that was. So 83. Yeah, they didn't win that year. 83. So was that the strike-shortened year? Was, it, was this like January of 83? No, it was a full season. It was the one they lost to, uh, to Washington. To Washington, and then Washington lost to uh, the, the Raiders. Raiders. So yeah, it was the, the Jack Squire the, game. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, yes. There, so, yes, there was a lion. So, what I'm trying to say, Bubba, is that things were just different then. <laughs> like, yeah, we had a lion on the field. Like, <laughs> but it gave I mean, a lot I, of thought to it. <laughs> Dan Campbell this year before the season, I think, petitioned the NFL to bring a lion back. And the owner, the lion's owner, was okay with it. But, you know, Roger Goodell said no. But imagine right now if there was just a real-life lion out, out of the game. Do we think that they just held back by Goodell? one single chain? As I've said many times, Mike and I learned this over the years, legal doesn't have a sense of humor. Mm. And back in those days, like, I don't even know if we had legal. You know what I mean? There was probably a legal department at the NFL then, but it was like four people, you know? And I was like, you want to get a lion? Can they have a lion? Yeah. Will it eat anyone? Probably not. Like, <laughs> what are the chances? Just put a chain on them. Do you really think... What are the analytics? <laughs> do you really think that this reached Roger Goodell's desk, the Dan Campbell Lions petition? No. You really I think do? someone laughed at it immediately when he asked the question and said, hey, listen to this guy. He wants to have a lion at the football game. By the a way, lion. Gary Danielson threw five picks in that game. Maybe he was scared. <laughs> so go, go He's back. like, get me, off the, get me off the field with Give the lion. Give me some numbers from that game. So that's going to be fun stuff. stuff. You guys know Gary Danielson as, a, as an announcer on CBS. Oh, yeah. Would they have, was the receiver? Did they have Charlie Sanders then? Was he on that team? The Lions team? No. Yeah, that they would have been that would have been um, Billy Sims. Billy Sims yeah, Billy had a big game, two touchdowns. Forty nine. Yeah. Dwight Clark was injured, so he didn't even play for the Forty ers Yeah, Wendell Tyler had a touchdown. Was Roger Craig on that team? Roger yep. Craig was. He had a couple catches. Montana had a pedestrian game, but they did win twenty. Ronnie Lott had an interception. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about this is that like they traveled the Lion to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Like, this, is not a home, this is not a home game. We don't know that for sure. Because it's not like they always had a Lion at their life. This wasn't the Lion. It was a Lion. So they could have, like, I don't know how one gets a Lion, but they could have gotten it in San, San Francisco. Francisco. No, it was the There's Detroit Lion. <laughs> What's that? It was the Detroit Lion. Might have been on I mean. the team playing with them. You just put the chain up. It would have been fine. <laughs> team yeah. playing. It's like, it's like the hangover where Mike Tyson has the Tiger. And yeah. All of that. I mean, yeah, there was. So, yes, there was a lion. 
And it was I, there was a lion. I, I mean, I, I have no further and comment. And no one thought anything of it at no. the time. I mean, I, I think the moral we, of the story is the 80s were a better time. We must have thought something of it. Oh, the 80s were definitely a better time, which is a whole other topic unto itself. And I'm going to sneeze. I can't <laughs> believe there was a lion, an actual lion on the field. It was huge, it, right? too. You saw it yeah, I, I, and I see it all over Twitter now. Yeah. So anyway, if we can move past that just for a moment. <laughs> if you don't mind. The threat of commonality, if we're going to sort of wrap it up today with the overarching theme, the threat of commonality, I think, is that in football, more than all the other sports combined, coaching matters so much. Like, I watched Phil Jackson coach the Bulls to six championships, and he was a tremendous coach, but he isn't the reason they won. I watched, you know, we've seen Joe Torre manage the Yankees or whatever the equivalent Bruce Bochy has been the dominant manager in baseball of this time whoever that person is in hockey whoever the appropriate analogy would be in hockey um in football it just decided everything yesterday I thought coaching decided everything I thought the Chiefs were so ready their plan was so good Spagnolo, I thought was unbelievable yesterday I thought Todd Munkin got his behind handed to him from a coaching standpoint yesterday, I, I didn't think that Mike McDonald wrapped himself, covered himself in glory either yesterday, and certainly not in that first half. They got things together in the second. And then in the second game, like how do they get away from the running game, whether that's on Campbell or it's on Ben Johnson, the very highly thought of offensive coordinator who obviously has done a magnificent job in Detroit. And, you know, you brought it up last week, but it's Kyle Shanahan generally whose in-game stuff gets questioned. And I just think the coaching played such a huge role in what we saw. And and a lot of that is the Monday through Saturday because whatever buttons were pushed psychologically and emotionally for the Ravens didn't work. Mm. They, they looked like they wanted to have a fight. They, they, they were alternating between looking like they just wanted to get into a brawl and like they were tight, like the moment was very big for them. Yeah, I was watching the game with a, a buddy who like just believes that the NFL is rigged and that they want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and the Taylor, like all of it. And every time we would watch a replay of a flag called against the Ravens, he was like, oh yeah, that's the right call. Because they were all the right calls. Right call. Th- their team was so overmatched mentally, so undisciplined. They were being goaded into doing the things that Kansas City was trying to get them to do. It was, it was a game of... Of we're going to dictate not just how it looks, but how you feel. And in the end, the result on the scoreboard is exact is, is, is exactly how Kansas City drew up, not just in terms of like what it looked like, but how it felt. Yeah, and the result is that Super Bowl 58 will be a rematch of a Super Bowl we saw just a few years ago, which was a good game. That was Mahomes against Garoppolo. Here we go with the Chiefs and Niners two weeks away. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.